You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Yeah, I got your attention now, right? Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast. That's right. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum viewership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. Dot FM to get started. What's up, everybody? My name is Cliff, and you are listening to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we, through conversation, discuss ways that we can effectively address life's most difficult moments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we effectively address life's most difficult moments. And we all have those moments in our lives, guys. So I just want to thank you for joining me on tonight. For those who may not know, my name is Clifton Pettyjohn. For the sake of this podcast, you can just call me Cliff. And tonight we're going to dive right into the subject. All right. Now, as you saw by the title, many of you are probably wondering, he said, yes. Is he getting married? What's going on? Nah, y'all. None of that. Scratch all of that. All right. I'll talk about that on a, a, a later at a later date. Right now, I'm not even looking uh, for relationships. I'm not moved by relationships. I don't want to be in a relationship. But what we're talking about, I said yes. Uh, the day that I'm recording this is March the 31st. March the 31st. And today, on March the 31st, 1999, around 7.30 p.m., the service started. 
and I officially said yes to the call of God. Well, publicly said yes to the call of God that was upon my life. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I was nervous. I was sweating. And as I always share with people, when I first started ministry, I absolutely positively sucked. Do you hear what I'm saying? I sucked to the point where you couldn't even define the level or the intensity of my suckosity. And I don't even believe that's a word, but you know, for the sake of this podcast, we're going to use that as a word. I was fearful. I was nervous. I was apprehension, uh, apprehension. <laughs> I was apprehensive. And the reason is for my whole life, I never was a very vocal person. I always was very quiet. I always was re very reserved. I was very passive. Um, so to be called to ministry was like the craziest thing that I had ever experienced in my life. Now, granted, from childhood on up, you know, I received prophetic words that God was going to use me to be a great vessel, to be a prophet to the nations, that he was going to use me to speak his divine words, that um, they talked about the gift of healing and the other gifts that were going to manifest in the midst of my life that are it. Hey, it came to pass. It was true. At that time, I could not believe it because in my mind, I'm thinking, who in the world or how in the world is this going to happen? Because number one, you weren't even going to get 10 words out of me. Now, some of you that hear me ministering, minister now or, you know, you're a part of my purpose empowerment sessions or the coaching sessions that I do or you watch any of my videos, it's probably kind of hard for you to imagine me being a person of very few words. But that was me, guys. I mean, I was so green as it related to, you know, public speaking. Now, granted, I, I'm a studier. I love the word of God. I'm asking God to help me to fall in love more and more every day with it with a greater intensity than I used to have because I could study the word for hours. And, and I had a leader that would always challenge me in the word of God, our leaders, apostle and pastor both challenged me in the word of God. I, and I can say, you know, right now that back then I did not take the ministry in my life as serious as I now understand that I should have. And, and, you know, I apologize to the young people. I apologize to those that had invested a lot into me, but I just could not take it serious because I just didn't see the value of it. And one thing about it is no matter what it is that you've been called, created, designed, purpose to do, if you don't see value in you you will never see the great value in what you were called and designed to do because even when you begin to see value in what you were called and designed to do, you will measure it against others that you find to be greater than you. And then you'll find yourself taking steps back and thinking, man, there's no way possible that God can use me to do that. But I'm standing here now to tell you like, yo, God just continues to blow my mind. He just continues to amaze me at the opportunities that he presents to me and the fact that he desires to use, as I say all the time, little old me. So again, March 31st, I said yes publicly. And I remember, as, as I said, I did it, you know, being fearful, apprehensive. Uh, I remember the message I preached. Uh, what is it? Um, Philippians 419, I believe. 
For my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And the title of the message was All You Need Is Me. And it was a prophetic message. I didn't know what it was at the time when I sat down. My leader said, you know, you minister prophetically because I, I didn't know what I was saying. I was just up there just shaking. And those of you who know me now, check this out. I stood in one spot. Now, that might not mean a lot to a lot of people, but if you know me now and you've been a part of my ministry, you understand that uh, I like to walk. I like to interact with individuals while I'm ministering, while I'm teaching uh, or whatever it is the creator has me doing at that time. I stood in one spot. As I said, I shook. I was nervous. But I got through it. And I want to encourage each and every one of you to understand that regardless of what it is that you have been called and created to do, or regardless of what it is that you are battling in your mind with doing, because some of you, there are some great things that the creator is dealing with you about or that your team is dealing with you about. And they're trying to push you to do these great things. But you in the back of your mind continue to tell yourself, this is impossible. There's no way possible that I will be able to to do this. So as you all join me in celebrating another year of ministry, um, I am learning how to pause and celebrate because sometimes we feel as if it's just not big enough to celebrate, but I'm stopping and celebrating. And one of the things I'm celebrating is, and this is nobody, nobody gets the glory, but God is that I did not give up. Now, there were times I wanted to walk away. I wanted to throw in the towel. It looked like I walked away. It looked like I took threw in the towel. I paused. I took a re I retreated for a while, but I did not completely walk away from the mandate that was upon my life. So today I celebrate that. I celebrate that. I celebrate the people's lives who have been impacted by the God in me. I celebrate that on today. I celebrate those who were ready to give up on life, but they heard a word. God used me to minister a word to them, or God used me to hug them or to pray for them, or use me to speak a prophetic word in their lives, or, or God God used uh, the gifts inside of me to bring forth healing and deliverance in their lives. I celebrate it. I celebrate the opportunities that God has given me to minister hope and restoration to a people who felt as if that there was no way possible that God loved them and would embrace them to a people who were struggling with their identity, that were struggling with decisions that they had made and just struggling with the concept of God wanted to forgive them them and that there was hope after the crazy decision that they made. I celebrate that on today. I celebrate on today that when I wanted to take my life, wanted to take my life, I did not take my life. I celebrate that on today. I celebrate that God is getting the glory out of my life. I celebrate that when I sucked, when I absolutely sucked, when I sucked beyond my ability to comprehend to you guys, <laughs> I wish I had some young people that were that were a part of the ministry because I know sometimes they were like, "What is he doing?" I mean, they love me, you know, I, they love me, but my God, sometimes I wonder, what in the world, what was that? 
but it was all training ground. It was all an experience. And I was embarrassed sometimes. And sometimes the embarrassment, embarrassment came from me not preparing because in my mind, I thought the self-sabotage, self-sabotage, if I did not prepare, then my leader wouldn't make me do it. But I thank God for leaders that made me do it even when I didn't prepare so that I could learn the lesson of falling on my face. And the power of getting up, dusting myself off, and getting back and doing it again. I'm grateful for the flowers. I'm grateful for everything that they invested in me. I'm grateful for the time they spent with me. I'm grateful for the impartation spiritually, naturally, naturally naturally, financially, everything that they took the time to teach me. They taught me things verbally. They taught me things just in, in, in them living their everyday life. I spent time with them in church. I spent time with them outside of church. Matter of fact, my first out of state speaking engagement, I was having probably, this is how far my eyes go, my problems with my eyes go. Um, and thank God for what he has done with my eyes. Uh, but again, that many times is just, a testament of my lack of focus or my me focusing on my distractions. But I had to minister in New Jersey. It's my first out-of-state engagement, guys. And this probably was one of the greatest lessons I ever learned in ministry. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned in ministry. I had to minister out-of-state, okay? And I think, I'm not sure if I could drive at the time. I don't think I could drive at the time. So I was going to cancel that engagement. It was in New Jersey, Vineland, New Jersey. I think that's how you say it, Vinland or Vineland, one of them. Anyway, my apostle and pastor canceled their schedule, and they drove me up to Vineland. We stayed in Vineland. I ministered. They sat right there. They served you know, they served me why I was, this just blew my mind. The concept of it blew my mind and I really didn't understand it. And I'm bringing this up because there's some things that I don't want you to miss, especially if you're young in ministry. And this can be applied in business as well. Any type of mentorship that you are experiencing, don't miss those moments. Don't devalue those moments. But they took off. They canceled their engage their their schedule. They cleared their schedule. I'm sorry. They cleared their schedule to make sure that I went to New Jersey and did what the Creator called me to do. And remember, guys, I told you I sucked. <laughs> oh God, I'm laughing about it now. Like I just look at it. I was getting better by that time, but yo, I was not the most sought after at all, you know, <laughs> and I'm laughing about that, but that was one of the greatest lessons that they taught me. They taught me support. They taught me the pushing. They taught me the importance of rebuke. And I know we live in a generation now that is totally against rebuke and I get it. I do get it. If the rebuke is coming from a place of abuse and a place where people have not been healed in certain areas, I get it. However, there are times we do need stern. Uh, I need, well, I'm going to say for myself, I needed a stern talking to, I needed a firm hand or a firm voice in my life that was saying, nah, Cliff, you need to get that together. That's raggedy. What you are attempting to present to God is raggedy. And you need to get that together because that's not the excellence that needs to be represented in your life 
and in your ministry. That's not the legacy that you need to be leaving behind or, or, or that's not the seeds that you need to be sowing because you're going to have to reap that along uh, as time goes on. So I'm grateful for the flowers. I am grateful. I can express how grateful for grateful for <laughs> grateful I am for them because they took time with me when I wouldn't even take time with myself. They took time with me when I wouldn't even be truthful with myself and let alone truthful with others. They took time with me when I was not the hottest thing on the block. You know, they took time with me when I didn't even know who I was. They took time with me when what I was saying did not match what I was doing. They took time with me when I did not want it for myself. They loved me enough to know when to push, when to pull back, when to let go and when to grab near. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm telling you, being in ministry, I'm, I got to be honest. That's rare. That is rare. And I'm forever grateful for that. And as I celebrate on tonight, I would be, I would not do any celebration. Justice would not do God justice if I would not honor them. And every opportunity I get, I do honor them. You, if you know me, you've been a part of any teachings I've done. You understand that I, I give God the glory. But I also give God the glory for placing those vessels in my life at a time when I needed them the most. And to be honest, I did not understand how valuable what the value of what they did for me until I was out there and had to stand out there on my own. But I'm grateful. I'm extremely grateful for them. So as I'm celebrating on tonight, I pray that someone hears this podcast, that you're just getting started in ministry, getting your feet a little wet in ministry. You might even feel like you suck to the level that I suck. But I'm going to tell you this. It's no way possible you did. It's or you do. Ain't no way possible that anybody could have sucked to the level that I sucked. I'm telling you guys, y'all just don't understand. And there's no, the thing about it, this is how you know you you suck. I don't even think there's any recordings of me from back then. <laughs> oh, I'm having a good time with this. There's no recordings of me from back then. Thank you, God, that there was no recordings. Uh, but I would like to hear it just to compare it to today. But we thank God that God was patient with me. I thank God that my leaders were patient with me. And I thank God that I had to learn how to be patient with me, but not patient in a manner where I just allow myself to settle. And there's still some areas that I'm working on that because, you know, we all have those areas that we can come up in. But today I celebrate the fact that I said yes, that I said yes. And I pray, as I said, that somebody's out there, you're listening, you either want to walk away from ministry or you're just getting started in ministry and you're discouraged in ministry and you feel as if there's no way possible for you to do what you've been called and created to do. I want you to understand it is possible. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Enjoy the processes that the creator is taking you through and ultimately understand that what God is building, if he's going to build and establish what he desires to build and establish with you, it's going to take time. Nothing that's of, that's of any value or of, of great value 
is built in a moment. These things take, take time. Build that foundation. I remember the flowers used to always tell us, build your ministry off of the word of God. Build your ministry off of the word of God. Don't be just excited about the gifts and the manifestation of God's power, but build it off of and in the word of God. Get your rooting and uh, get yourself rooted in the word of God and then allow God to do the work that's inside of you and find you people that will help you confront the you that's holding you back from being the greatest you that you possibly could be. And the greatest you that you possibly could be is the you that's connected to your creator and what he has created and designed you to do. So today, as I celebrate, I celebrate you as well. Whatever stage you are in life, whatever it is that you've been called and created to do, I take time today to celebrate you. And I believe that even on tonight, as I was planting seed with some of you and watering the seed in, the, uh, in others, that I believe that God is about to bring increase in the midst of your life. Right now, as you are home and we have all this time on our hands, if you are an all author, write. If you are a speaker, work on your speeches. Whatever it is that you have been designed to do, you are a singer, work on your vocals. If you are a songwriter, write the greatest music that you've ever written before. Keep your heart and your mind stayed on the creator. And I guarantee you, I said this on my radio show as 2019 was ending out. This is the year that God restructures and position some things. And because of that restructuring and positioning, this is the year that the creatives will shine. If you are creative, I speak to the creative monster, the creative genius that is inside of you. And I command it to be released in the intensity and energy that it needs to be released for such a time as this, as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, guys, execute your vision. Peace. Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called 
From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right. A free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there. Purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.